Welcome to Cat Chat, the pet talk podcast devoted to the physical and emotional well-being of cats and their people. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give your kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. My co-host is the feline expert, Dr. Michael Maria Delgado, along with other cat authors and experts. The show is brought to you with the generous support of Dr. Elsie's, a company privately owned by Dr. Bruce Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose mission has been to personally formulate a wide variety of litters for all types of cats, so they keep using their litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. Dr. Elsie also created his own cat food, Clean Protein, wet and dry foods that are specifically appropriate for a cat's nutrition needs because they're based on the protein a cat eats naturally. Clean Protein is the first dry cat food I can recommend because it's based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival which brings together short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. It would be impossible for me to bring this delightful joy to people without Dr. Elsie's generosity. The 5th Annual New York Cat Film Festival will premiere this fall in New York City and then travel to theaters across America and Canada, with a portion of every ticket going to local cat welfare organizations. Please show your appreciation of Dr. Elsie's support by choosing their products whenever you can. Dr. Michael Maria Delgado has dealt with pretty much everything about cats and has herself, of course, being a cat lover and owner, lost cats to their demise that we hope is when they were really old. We know a lot about how we grieve. We try to be really supportive of each other. There's pet loss grief support groups. But what about how cats feel about losing another pet? Now, it wouldn't even just have to be a cat, but certainly the loss mm-hmm. of another cat in their life. Michael, you raised this topic to me, and I thought, oh, selfish us. We mm-hmm. just think about us grieving. We don't think about them. And what is that experience like for them? How can we know and what can we do to make it less hard for them? Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing is that every cat's response to the loss of another cat in the house is going to be different. And we're kind of um, assuming that the cats had like a good close relationship, good right? Point. Know that's <laughs> not always the case. So, um, you know, I, I do think it's obviously a change in the routine for any cat. Um, for some cats, it could be like the loss of a friend. And um, some cats have a difficult time adjusting to that loss. Um, there's a lot of things that have changed in their environment, one of them being the group scent. So we know that cats who live together Um, rub on the same things, they use the same litter boxes, they scratch the same things. And so they develop what we call a group scent that helps them identify who is part of their family. So when one cat is no longer contributing to that group scent, the cat's environment has changed. What information they're getting from the environment is now missing information. And so for some cats, I think that can be disorienting to have that change in the group identity. But of course, there's just the like loss of the companionship. And then also the owner's grief is going to yes. impact the cat. Um, so, you know, I think it, it can be, you know, we talk about this, you know, they're emotional sponges, they pick up on our body language, our crying, the sounds we're making when you're crying, um, sure, stress smells and all of that stuff can, Im- can kind of impact our cats in that they're 
um, dealing with their own loss and then dealing with our loss, right? So, so it is important to try to make that transition as smooth as possible. And I think it really depends on the owner, how comfortable they are. But I can say as an example, um, I had two cats that lived together, Beanie and Clarabelle. They were best friends. Um, like I, I definitely, like they were a bonded pair. They slept together all the time. They groomed each other, they played together. And um, when Beanie died, we were able to have her euthanized at home, which was really great. I think from my perspective, she didn't have to go through the stress of right. going to the vet. And we also um, requested from the veterinarian that we could bring her body to the vet clinic later for cremation. So we kept her at home um, for several hours so we could say goodbye to her. Nice. And also we gave Clarabelle the chance to say goodbye to her so she could investigate her body. She actually, it was very touching. She curled up. So we had Beanie on the couch on a towel with a blanket over her and Clarabelle got on the couch and cuddled up next to her body. Wow. And took a nap with her. Wow. And we were like, does she know she's dead? I mean, we weren't sure, right? We right. can't really know what they're perceiving. But I do think that being able to have that opportunity to investigate the body, like this is my companion, but something's changed, may help them process that there's there's something is different. Um, and then we, you know, a few hours later, we took Beanie to the vet hospital so that we could have her privately cremated. But you know, I do think that that if you have that opportunity, that can be one thing that can help. It doesn't mean that's the only right way to to you know handle a euthanasia. You know, certainly some cats. My previous cat had dropped dead, like he no had kidding, and just like boink on the floor, there he was, and we wow. rushed him to the vet hospital because we weren't sure like if there was anything we could do. You know, it was like sure. he, you know, it was like we tried CPR, and then we're like taking him to the vet hospital. So at that time, the other cats in the house didn't have the chance to uh, process his his passing because we took him to the vet hospital. They were like, "Okay, he's here. You know, let's get him cremated." Um, so yeah, you don't always have control, but what we can do is, after the fact, not wash all of the bedding in the house at once. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so allow the smells to kind of change gradually, so it's not an mm -hmm. abrupt change. Um, and I recommend that anyway. Like, don't if you're you know, sometimes we get in spring cleaning mode and we're like, clean all the cat beds, like clean one at a time, like just toss one in, the, you know, every load of laundry and cycle through so that you're not changing the scent sig signature in the house too rapidly. And then the other part is like providing your cat with lots of routine. Um, you know, you don't need to like overly dote on them because that can be stressful too, but try to maintain what you did before, maybe focusing on more playtime to help them recover. And um, just being a reassuring, steady presence that provides them with the routine they experienced before can be very helpful. If your cat is experiencing something more serious, like, well, um, they're hiding more, those are all things that you want to discuss with your veterinarian because we know that cats can be impacted by stress and change. And we wanna make sure that they're still doing all of their normal functions, especially eating, using their litter box. And the other thing I'll just say is that sometimes they don't grieve. And I've experienced that um, when I had two cats many years ago that lived together. And I had always assumed that they were BFFs. Um, they, you know, did all the friendly cat things. Right. But when the older one passed, the younger one kind of blossomed. And I think... Um, <laughs> you think he was going, thank God, that old fart is gone. I mean, I think maybe he was like living under the other one's thumb a little bit. And certainly I knew a lot less about cats then. So maybe there was more like competition over, you know, the resources in the house. Um, but... Yeah, he kind of came into his own. He was one of those kind of, um, you know, shy, 
uh, underdog kitties. And after the older cat passed, he was like, oh, cool. I got this place to myself. I love it. Yeah. So to me, that was very difficult because the cat who had passed was one of my heart kitties. And I was very distressed at his passing. And so I, you know, I kind of had to let go of this idea that my remaining cat should feel like I did. And I had to let go of that and, and not judge him for being perfectly fine. Like he was just like, that's a great point. (laughs) Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. That you didn't, you could have been offended. Yeah, initially I kind of was like, what's going on with you? And and then I was like, wait, why am I trying to make him feel like I feel? Like right. he had a different experience, a different relationship with this cat. It's not fair of me to make assumptions about how he should um, behave because I'm grieving. So, yeah, you have to, you know, grieving a pet is so hard. And I definitely, you know, encourage people to reach out to a support group if you need yes. it. There's so many resources online and at some shelters and, um, you know, or even just a regular therapist. But, you know, I think also having supportive friends who understand how serious that loss can be. You know, if you've just got a bunch of coworkers that don't love pets, don't look for a lot of support from them, right? Get your support where you're going to get it, which is from other people who understand that experience. And yeah, don't project on your cats, but be there to support them and help them get through it if they need that help and reach out to your veterinarian if your cat is really having problems. Which you would know because the cat was uh, probably maybe not eating or not eating in the mm-hmm. usual way, sleeping more, meaning yeah. depressed. Yeah, major changes in their behavior for yeah. sure weren't a call to the vet. So, um, but you know, like I said, provide them with routine, but don't overwhelm them. You're not trying to like, right? Um, you know, entertain them and like overwhelm them with like different activities and you know, just try to keep things stable. And uh, provide them with things that bring them happiness, whether it's catnip or brushing or lap time or cuddles or training or playtime. You know, there's lots of things we can do, but don't feel like you're um, you have to be on all the time for your kitty. Because that'll seem abnormal and weird to them. I think the way you described how to handle the cat's emotion, if you don't know what the cat's emotion is, because Mm -hmm. we can only guess it's two ends of the spectrum or anywhere in between. The way Uh you describe it is the way I think humans would describe dealing with a a big human loss and having children. You can't expect the children to experience it the way you as the adult are, nor can you expose the children to your crying and sadness and talk about it. Uh That's selfish. So the people who want to cry into their surviving kitty's fur and say, oh, it's just us now, and we've lost Tweaky, and you understand, too. You're mm-hmm. really stressing the cat out. You're, yep. as you said, emotional sponges. You're being really selfish in laying all of your grief on the cat with the yep. assumption that somehow you're in this together, but you're not yep. at all, because their experience of losing their feline companion has many different iterations to it as just as yours might but it's nothing like yours you can pretty much depend on that it's not the same as yours Mm -hmm. so I think that's a really good point not expect it to be like yours but also not uh not use them as your private leaning post you know you you know people do that with dogs too they Mm -hmm. you know they cry on them and they hug them and they lie down with them with all of their heavy duty grief about whatever the thing they're grieving the loss of another human, the loss of another pet, the loss of a job, whatever it might be. Let's not do that, okay? Let's not do that to our cats 
And yeah, it's not dogs. their job to provide emotional support for us. I mean, I know we get emotional support from them, but that's not uh, fair to them to expect right. them to provide things that um, they can't. I mean, it is our responsibility to provide them with a, an emotionally supportive environment. That's but, right. Um, but I, I don't feel the converse is true because they just don't, you know, have the the capabilities that we need. And that's why I always encourage people to reach out to, you know, a pet grief counselor or a therapist or a friend um, and, you know, give your cat the love that they need that you always provide for them. But again, exactly like you described, it's going to stress them out if you um, put them in a situation where they're constantly around you and you're behaving differently. And um, yeah, they pick up on our stress. So it's not like you have to like, completely fake it, but, you know, do your best to make sure you're providing your cat with the stability they need to be happy and um, look to other professional sources or close friends for the emotional support you need um, to get through the grief. And it gets, you know, it's so awful. I think, you know, losing a pet is uniquely painful. Yes. Um, I'm going to start getting a little teary, teared up just thinking about it because it's it's still so hard. I mean, you know, even cats you've lost decades ago yes. can be very your pets. You know, it's like it is a very painful experience. And um, and you're right to wanna... use the word uniquely. It's nothing yeah. like the loss of humans. Mm-hmm. And people yeah. often say that they're guilty or confused at feeling so much more profoundly for so much longer about the loss of a pet versus yep. the loss of a human companion. It's unique. It's something yep. that only other pet owners and lovers can understand. Yeah. And if you let out your full feelings, that's healthy for you. Just don't do it on your cat. And, yeah. I, and I think also that advice you gave earlier was really interesting about the idea of leaving the body of the cat who's passed if you have that opportunity with yeah. your surviving cat or cats. Because we've all seen those videos or, or, or just photographs of elephants who all stand yeah. around the, the elephant in their group who has died. Yes. And mm-hmm. they sniff and they lie down with and they mourn and they spend sometimes long periods of time. And that's part of their process. Now, obviously, elephants, dogs, cats, all very different creatures. But when I had to give away my mini donkeys, Mona and Lisa, who were a mother-daughter, very bonded pair. Donkeys are very bonded. Mm-hmm. And they'd never been apart. And I gave them to this wonderful place, a Green Acres, that is a residential facility for children with severe emotional problems. And it has a farm and it has loads of different animals. So my husband was really sick and I couldn't take care of him and two donkeys in the dead of winter mm-hmm. in Vermont. I didn't yeah. give them in the dead of winter. That would have been rude. But I gave them and they were going to have this really great life and they were going to make kids feel better and fit in and there was another donkey there and there was a camel and there were horses and and sheep is the coolest place well don't you know mona dropped dead i mean she got something like a very rapid colic and they called the vet and she died and i thought oh my god her daughter lisa's just gonna she'll just die of a broken heart they Mm -hmm. left the the mom's body with her for a day Mm -hmm. and uh by the next day she bonded to jack the other donkey Oh, nice. Okay. So I yeah. think that's a really important thing we need to understand. Maybe it's why humans have wakes. Maybe mm-hmm. it's why humans sit shiva or have periods of time with a body or with the idea of the person. So we yeah. got to give our cats that space also if we can. Obviously, if your cat's really yeah. sick and at the vet hospital and dies there, I don't think you're going to want to bring their body home for your other cat. You could, though. I you mean, could, you know, right? I mean- 
have different comfort levels. Like, they're yes. not, you know, it, and there's going to be physical changes to the body. But, you know, I think just like some people can't be there during the euthanasia, I think others of us really like want that opportunity. Yes. So yes. I think whatever works for you, not to judge if you can't or don't want to do that, but it is something you can do and it's okay to do it. And maybe you want to try it and see how you feel about yes. it. Like, so, um, you know, just having the opportunity to say goodbye and be with the body. For some of us, it may be comforting. For other people, it may be uncomfortable. We, we're not, as a culture, very comfortable with no, death. No, we're not. But, um, you know, I, I do think that it, it can be helpful and can be helpful for the person, too, to have the opportunity to say goodbye. And, um, you know, but everyone's different. So, but like I said, it's, it's, if you want to, you know, try it and see how it feels and give your other pets the opportunity to say goodbye. I, for me, it was very comforting. Yes, it's a, it's a really wonderful idea and a new one to put out there to people. Thank you, Michael. And I'm sorry for your losses, but happy that you had such great relationships with so many different cats, including the current ones. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks for listening, and I also want to thank Wonderside for their support. It's a company founded and run by a woman entrepreneur who wanted to find an effective way to keep fleas, ticks, and other pests away from her pets and home instead of putting toxic chemicals in or on them. Wonderside makes plant-powered products to keep parasites at bay without dousing your cats and property with ingredients that are harmful to them and the planet. A final pause up to Dr. Elsie's for all the fine products they make and their unwavering support of my mission to make life better for each and every kitty cat and their people. If you have cat problems or questions you'd like me to talk about on the show, please write me to Tracy at TracyHotchnerPets.com.